Everrun Games is uniting disabled gamers, celebrities, veterans, and anyone that wants to play for a two-day livestream event of tabletop and video games to show that everyone games. The Knights of the Braille are joined by a community of volunteers to play alongside Jennifer Kretschmer, T1J, Radders, Blind Temple, Honey and Dice, EJ from Non-Compete, Drunken Bard, History Wizard, Vadim, Runaway Robot, and Luke Gygax, and many, many more celebrities. So you can donate now for your chance to win and play with one of these incredible celebrities and raise money for Everyone Can and StackUp.org, two incredible charities raising money for disabled kids and veteran gamers. Go to justgiving.com forward slash everyone dash games. That's justgiving.com slash everyone dash games. Join us on the 30th of September and the 1st of October to game after game of celebrity games. Now recording. The following podcast may have adult humor. Swear words. Innuendos of a adult nature. Making fun of me. That's a given. Everybody looks forward <laughs> to that. But just know that you have been warned. Hey everybody, this is Richard back again with um I think we're gonna go with this a standard issue or you know episode of the Blind Knights. Um I know everybody's cheering that Jesse's not in the podcast. Uh, at least I won't get interrupted by him today. I can't speak about my guests, you know. But hey, if they do interrupt me, I'm at least used to it, right? <laughs> uh but um we have here with us a couple of characters and uh they uh, they had their own podcast, which we're not going to plug because we want you to listen to us instead, you know. Um, but uh, of course, we want you to go and listen to them. Um, no, couple Richard, of really good. Uh... We they should listen to <laughs> both of our podcasts. I'm going to say it now. There we go. We'll go with that. But you know, of course, listen to ours first, and <laughs> then go listen to theirs. Um, uh, we have them with us here today, so uh going to get y'all to introduce yourself first, and then we're going to give y'all the really hard questions. Sounds good. I'm Quinn. I'm Alex. And we're a, a couple, couple of, of characters. characters. Yeah. That's how we start our show. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, glad that uh, you know we can finally get together and actually record this. Um. It's been what, Alex? Uh, nearly a month that we've tried to yeah. I mean, get we together started and talking this. before that even, but we thought we were locked in, and then you had some things come up, and that's fine. So we had to reschedule again, but now we're here, so it's all gonna work out. <laughs> it's that thing called life, you know. It it always seems to throw a uh, a critical fail in there on you, yeah. At least once or <laughs> twice a week. You know, um, but like I said, I'm really, really glad to have y'all, um, you know, and I'm just going to point out here that y'all had Jim and Phil on your podcast, but, uh, you know, no Richard here. <laughs> I'm a little offended, but, you know, I know their voices are a lot better than mine. And considering the scheduling conflicts that, you know, I kept having, I don't blame you. I wouldn't have me on your podcast either. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we could have you on our podcast if we could ever find a time to record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it's all good, though. Like I said, life. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I'm going to get into uh, some questions here. Never really done a, a podcast like this where I had to send questions, but Alex did uh, 
tell me that, uh, you know, you might want to do this or else Quinn will yell at you. And I don't like being yelled at, you know? Yeah, I, I, um, I'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of guy, but Quinn and I's podcast, she hasn't outlined it. And then, like, in it, she'll... I think she probably just puts Alex Rambles, like, between the parts she's going to say. Honestly, you know? I just put your name and then a blank space after yeah, it. Yeah, see? Alex Rambles, you know? Or <laughs> Alex talks about X. <laughs> uh, I love it. See, I tried doing an outline, but Jesse interrupts me so much that, <laughs> you know, now I just go by, like, the seat of my pants, and then whenever I go back and do the little bit of editing, that's when I type out the outline. Yeah. Well, um... You know, I, it, it'd be interesting for me to do it this way. Um, so we'll uh, we'll get into it. We'll hopefully have some have some fun. Oh yeah. But uh, question number one of twenty thousand three hundred and sixty-five. It's gonna be a long one, um, guys. Hold in for the long haul. <laughs> this is this is your life you, now. Listening what, to this podcast. That's why it was so hard to schedule. We oh yes, twelve hours. Yeah. It, <laughs> Uh, that's what we do here. You know, it's a marathon session. <laughs> Figure get it all in, you know, while uh, we actually got each other on the on the line. Yeah. Um I I do like to joke and have fun, so you know, chances are I'm gonna joke about a lot in here because I love to smile and have fun. But um you know, you, you can choose whether which one of you want to answer first or you know, both of you answer at the same time. What got y'all into playing ttrpgs so this is actually a joint story would you like to start alex by saying how you got into them and then i'll continue with how i got into them sure okay now now by joint do you mean like uh the kind of 420 joint or <laughs> no, like no, the no. uh okay, okay no i mean it's it's a combined yeah like like a joint bank account <laughs> i go. got you i'm just messing with you <laughs> Um, so I was added to a Facebook group by one of my friends that was just called Astra 5VDD Campaign. And I was like, I didn't know what any of these words meant. I knew what campaign meant, but I was like, he didn't put DND, he just put two Ds. And then it, I didn't know what fifth edition was because this was back in uh, 2014. So I just messaged my friend, like, uh, what's this Facebook group you added me to? And he goes, oh, we're going to play D&D. And I was like, okay, I've never played. And he said, uh, he sent me the player sandbook PDF and said, okay, start with this and we'll figure it out. <laughs> so then I started reading it and, you know, kept, I messaged him, oh, okay, I think I want to be an elf. And then he goes, okay, what class? And then I look at the next chapter, oh, classes. Okay, I guess I'm going to pick a class. And then I sent him, oh, I think I'll be a ranger. And then sends me back okay then pick her background so it just kept going and i was like oh man how much is there to this game (laughs) and i played it once and i loved it and then i called quinn was like oh that was so much fun quinn you gotta join us it's awesome so i called quinn up and convinced her to try to make a character and join yeah exactly so i was in my last year of undergrad and he was in his first year of a five-year grad program in another state mm-hmm. and I mean we were playing virtually so I thought you know I'll, I'll give this a shot it could be a fun hobby for us to do long distance and then once I made my first character I was just as hooked as you were yeah also you know it's and it's funny that you mentioned like you you wondered like what else 
you know, how much is there involved mm-hmm. and, you know, looking at all the source books that I personally have, it's like, oh, geez, you know, th- there's more in there than anybody could ever actually read. Yeah, thank goodness you know? I didn't know how much it was going to be uh, beforehand because <laughs> I probably have been like, nah, I'm good. But when I just took it one piece at a time, it wasn't so bad. Right. So, um, you played on Facebook, like in a Facebook group? Uh, no, of? that was just like when he scheduled it. We did Roll20. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool, though. You know, I've, I've joined a few of the groups, but it's like, you know, you got the official content, and then you get to, like, the homebrew stuff, and it's like, there's no way anybody could even get through half of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I know me personally, if I had known how much it would actually cost me <laughs> to play this game, I think I would have, you know, went back to playing with G.I. Joe or something. <laughs> or, 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 well, I can't even say Legos because Legos are expensive yeah, Legos too. Are expensive. They are. Uh, <laughs> but I love them, you yeah. know. Um, when it comes to tabletop games, it, how many different ones have y'all played? Not a ton. Um, like, 5e holds a special place in my heart because it's the first one I played and it's still one of my favorites. Um, I've also started playing Poke Roll recently, which is a Pokemon TTRPG. Ooh. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that since Pokemon is my favorite video game. Right. And I'm just living out my dream playing a Pokemon trainer because the character I'm playing, it's on another podcast, uh, Dungeons and Dragon mm-hmm. Types. If you like Pokemon, TTRPGs, which you probably do since you're here listening to this one, <laughs> you should go check it out. Um, Shameless plug. Oh, yeah. By all means. <laughs> but I, like, the character I'm playing, Willow, is basically me. It's just Quinn if she was in the world of Pokemon and could live at her dream. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I wish I could find, you know, something like that and people willing to play other games. You know, not that the group I play with doesn't mind, but it's like you can almost hear the underlying grumble like we want to play D&D mm-hmm. and, and, and just D&D. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's good. What about you, Alex? Um, I've tried a couple different ones, so I've played uh, a couple like one page or one shot RPG type things, like a uh, Honey Heist mm-hmm. uh, type of games. But I don't think I played Honey Heist. But uh, then I've played Savage Worlds for like a couple games, like two sessions, and then we were done. And then, <laughs> so I learned all those rules kind of for nothing. It was uh, a little frustrating. Yeah. But then uh, I played Mutants and Masterminds as well for like a five-session thing that it, I think it was actually on YouTube. It's probably actually the first content I ever made, but I didn't really think of it like that. I was just like a friend play was like, oh, we should play this game. And then I tried it, and that one was a little complicated to get into. So, um, But, yeah, I think those are the ones I've mainly played, and then a lot of 5e. I played a Pathfinder game, too, for again, for like three sessions. My forays into other games are all very short-lived. <laughs> you also played Blades in the Dark. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. That played one that actually, one for longer. Yeah, that one actually lasted like almost, uh, you know, a couple months, or maybe like six months. So that one was a little better, um, or at least like 
in terms of I played it longer, but I enjoy Blades in the Dark. That one's more of like a, like if D&D is like a movie, like a fantasy movie, like a Lord of the Rings, Blades in the Dark is like a TV show. It's like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer where they skip you right to the action and then you're like, oh, what's in my bag? And then you basically is kind of cool because you don't actually pick what's in your like pack. You just pick how much, how many things you took. And then whatever you need, you can just say like, oh, I pull out my um, grappling hook. You know, that was in my bag this whole time, obviously. Yeah. I have my crowbar and, oh, I have this really big knife that I can stab someone Yeah, and that's How all fortunate. I had because I only brought three things. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. yeah, but that one was kind of fun. Um, so, yeah, I've, but I, I always come back to 5e as well. It's a good system and I like it. I know um, the two that I've really gotten the group to enjoy is I actually found a Ghostbusters mm. um, oh, okay. tabletop game and managed to convert it to where it was accessible and they really, really enjoyed it. And the other one was um, called Adventure Skeletons, which is they have rules in there for combat, but it's mostly just like a straight up you know, role playing game. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Uh, and and the really cool thing is you're just a freaking skeleton walking <laughs> around trying to, you know, complete the assignment or whatever. Yeah. And they have a lot of fun with that one. We also but have it, the uh, we ha- we got the book for Vampire the Masquerade, but I haven't tried to read it yet. Yeah, because <laughs> one reason I bought it was because I was like, oh, Alex might like this, and also. When I bought it, and this was back in like 2015 or 16, yeah, you also got a PDF code with it, yeah, which all physical books should do, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, and make sure you make your PDF accessible. Yeah, right. right. We haven't know, checked to it's... see if it's accessible, really. It's, it's um, but I have actually Richard. looked at that it's one. So big. Let me. I'm gonna pull it off the shelf and tell you guys how many pages it is because I is, know. I think, it's, but I think it's like that skeleton adventure one where it's more role playing focused and less combat focused. But I think everyone's right. playing vampires. Yeah. You know, and me, I'm a vampire and zombie kind of fan. Yeah. You know, other than that weird vampire, I can't remember what his name is that glitters because that's just not. His name is. Yeah. Edward. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, that's not a vampire, you know, but that's just, that's just a southern redneck in me. 400 pages. Um, ooh, that's a chunker. Yeah. <laughs> that is a chunker. Um, But that sounds really fun. Like I said, I've actually looked at it, but, you know, it's one of those things that I look back at my folder where I keep all of my tabletop mm-hmm. game yep, rule books and I don't, I don't think I need to add, you know, <laughs> another one. Right. <laughs> Not not right now. Maybe I'm never going to get to play these as it is. I, maybe I should try some of these other ones I have that I already own first. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I'm not going to shame myself and say how much money I've actually spent on other games that, you know, will never get played. Yeah. We won't uh, ask you to. But yeah. Never. <laughs> I, I could not relay that information, you know. But, um... So y'all been playing for a pretty good while now. Do you have a favorite character? 
in, in your career of playing. Yeah, so I'll start with this one. So our, our show is called A Couple of Characters because we like to make characters every week because or every two weeks because that's one of my favorite parts about playing D&D is having interesting character ideas and then trying, trying them out. So my mm-hmm. favorite that I've played is actually a witch class that I kind of made based on someone else's. Um, I said, I found someone else had made a witch class. I looked at it and thought, oh, I like a lot of these ideas, but I'm going to change it some. So I played that, but the character was, I initially was like, oh, she was raised by, um, she's a gnome and she's raised by like these other people. Uh, not her parents because her mom disappeared like trying to save the world and then now she's looking for her mom and she like basically runs a shop and like then get or so I guess <laughs> I'm, t- I'm saying this terribly Richard I'm so sorry hey, but, hey Alex this is why I write an outline and sometimes write a small script for myself I'm just so excited to because prepare. I love this character <laughs> Oh no, I I have Jesse, you know, yeah. and I love picking at Jesse, and he's a good guy about it, you know, and so it's perfectly fine, <laughs> you know, perfectly fine. It's just me throwing shade. Um, yeah, but anyway, so <laughs> April was, initially I intended her to be like a goth, angsty, like, witch, and I started playing, and immediately I flipped to a bubbly, cheerful personality. So she's still casting necromancy spells and raising the dead and, you know, wearing a necklace of finger bones. But she's like, oh, hey, it's me, April. Have you met my mom? I'm looking for my mom. <laughs> and I, I just, like, flipped the switch, and it was just so fun to play. It's because Alex is uh, the least angsty person I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me, like, when you raise the dead, they come up with, like, a bow on their head. That would have been adorable. You know. I should have, yeah. I should have dressed them up. <laughs> that uh, I, I love doing, I love doing things with like flavor yeah, added in. Yeah. You know. What about you, uh, Quinn? Like, it's so hard. Um, <laughs> I I love Willow, who I'm playing. I also love Kieran, who I'm playing in the home game that I'm playing. He's a lean and barbarian, and he's just, he's this big kitty, and he smacks things, and that's also great because I love cats and smacking things in games. And big, when she <laughs> says big, we just got an item that turned him, he's now 20, 21 feet tall? Is yeah, that what he's it is? 21 feet tall. Yeah. He is so big. <laughs> the biggest cat. And he weighs 9,000 pounds. <laughs> So, so if he purrs or growls, it's like... It's an earthquake. Yeah. It, it's, it's all over. Um, well, I know, personally, my favorite character is the first one I ever created. Mm-hmm. And I love dragon stuff as well. And I love the Harry Potter universe. Mm-hmm. So his character name was Draco, you know, okay. which means dragon. Yeah. But, you know... Uh, and his last name is Serpentes, which is, if I remember right, like Latin or Spanish for snake. Okay. You know, so um, I put a lot of meaning into naming my characters, but he, he's been my favorite. He's been down to zero hit points like nine or ten times. Yeah. He's actually died, died once when he had a tower fall on him. Mm, and he's happen. he's been, uh, oh yeah, it was... 
it was in uh, the Lost Mine of uh, Fandelvar, okay. or however you say it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's actually um, been reincarnated, and the DM was kind enough to let me pick the race, and I had just discovered the uh, Tortle race. Because mm-hmm. I'm a Ninja Turtle fan. So the chance to play a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I jumped all over that. Um, and speaking of favorite characters, do you all have a favorite scene or moment in one of the games that you've played? Oh, yeah, yeah. So my all-time favorite moment is a bit of a journey. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you on this, this magical journey of absolute chaos. So in 2016, Alex was DMing a game, and I was playing a dwarf, barbar- dwarf barbarian, and there we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. He's not even the one that caused any problems, really. <laughs> he caused some problems by virtue of one choice he made, but it really was only a problem because of the choices that everyone else made. Yeah. And so, my, my friend Toby was playing in the game, and he's the one that invited me to that initial Facebook yeah. group and got us into D&D. And he's playing a ah, dragonborn, dragonborn monk, monk that's... With low intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> and my sister's playing a halfling rogue. And then there's two other party members, but they aren't as important, like, really for the for story. For the story, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a quick bit of backstory about the dragonborn monk. When we first encountered the rogue... She was looting some dead orcs, and since she appeared out of nowhere, the monk thought that the orcs must have given birth to her, and she was so small, she must be a baby. And then when she said she was a halfling, he said, ah, yes, you are half an orc. So he just kept calling her a half-orc and then acting like her father. (laughs) He's like, you are my child, basically. Mm -hmm. And then one day, we're in this town, and the rogue had just gotten the the magic item that's the bag of beans which is alex's favorite magic item yes give the players chaos yeah (laughs) so she plants one in this town and it becomes a statue of her that shouts about how she's an awful person just like constantly it doesn't stop yep and no there's a 10 percent chance that this occurs yeah because it's uh i think it was like 20 to 30 or something 20 to 29 you get a statue of yourself that yells about and tells people where to find you yeah. for the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's and then it becomes inert, but it's still there's still a statue there. <laughs> yeah. So then she goes outside of town and or no, she plants another bean. And she's yeah, still in town. Planted a second point. bean. And she gets the shining statue again. <laughs> then she goes outside of town. Well f- then the the ranger tried to take the beans. No, and... this isn't yet. Oh, okay. She goes outside of town, plants a third bean, and another shining statue appears. Yeah. So she's like, well, this is just what these beans do, I guess. Yep, they just make statues. <laughs> and then the ranger, like, was following her and then starts trying to steal the beans, take away, and they're arguing, whatever. And the dragonborn monk comes up and he's like, stops the fight and then takes the road back to the inn that we're staying in, puts her in a room and tell her, tells her that she's in a timeout. Mm-hmm. And then I think she tries to, like, get away, and he gets angry and, like, no, no, you must stay in here. And he releases his lightning breath for the first time all campaign after six months of playing, <laughs> causing a spark to hit a curtain. Yeah. And then he leaves the room, and the rogue sneaks out, but the curtain is now on fire. Mm-hmm. And at this point, <laughs> I remind everyone that their room in the inn 
because they were staying together, is right next to mine. And their room is now on fire and will likely spread to mine, which is important because I just put all my stuff in the room not that long before, including a cask of ale I just purchased. <laughs> and it's like while the statues are happening, I was like, I put everything in my room except my shield, my warhammer, my magical cloaks, money, and then I'm going to go to the bar and have a drink. <laughs> so as the inn catches fire and starts burning to the ground, I'm like, yo, I put all my stuff in the room, so like... I lost everything, which I thought was hysterical. Yep. <laughs> and we get everyone out of the inn, but there were just these two statues in town shouting about how awful the rogue was, and then we did just burn down the inn. And so I just, like, calmly collected the party and was like, we'd better go. I don't think we're welcome here anymore. <laughs> and I just started leaving town, knowing yep. that we should never go back there. <laughs> and I might have even... I think I gave money to the, the innkeeper, too, to help them rebuild. I was like, here, look for your troubles. I think the sorcerer tried to help put out the fire, and then you guys left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the best part is it took place on April 1st. Yep. And we didn't have plans to make it chaotic and silly, but it just happened, and it was beautiful. And this is my favorite story. I I love how the games can turn out like that. You know, Mm. make some memory that, you know, sticks with you forever, really. Yeah, it it truly... I, I will remember that forever because it was so ridiculous and so funny. And just the odds were not like that great that she would keep getting the same thing it's like what one in a thousand yep it's like the odds Uh. statistically pretty low (laughs) like if you were playing that same thing every day for almost a thousand times yeah a thousand times like like if you played it every day that'd be like two and a half years (laughs) that would only happen one time Mm -hmm. so that's a lot It's, it's hilarious it is beautiful yes you know what about you alex same thing or Uh, that one is very good but i'll give you a quick a short one that i thought was funny so i'm playing a a sorcerer with also low intelligence um i think his intelligence was six and he basically can do big hurts or big heals because he's the divine soul and mm-hmm. he, when we got to level, what is it, 17 or whatever? Or no, 15. Whenever you get level 8 spells. Yeah, because yeah. level 17, you get level 9. Yeah, so we we just turned level 15, and I took Earthquake. And every place we go, he's asking the group, can I can I just Earthquake it? Like, can I just, let's just bring it down. Like, because we, we were trying to clear out this tower in the woods and, like, take claim it for ourselves because it had been abandoned and then like got haunted by all these creatures so we're like oh we'll clear it out and then we'll live here and my character's like oh can i just like knock it down and they're like no no so but then uh we are off adventuring and we come to this sunken temple that someone wanted us to clear out and it's like under the lake or whatever and my character, and you can just see the top of it, like, sticking out of the lake. And we get to the middle of the lake, and my character sees it, and he's like, can I just earthquake it? And then the group takes a second, and they go, yeah, yeah, actually, you can. <laughs> so then I just, I swim to the bottom of the lake, because you had to see the, like, space you want to target. And I start casting right. earthquake, and then I f- go back to the top, and the DM's like, yeah, I guess uh, it just 
Yeah, this is gonna knock the whole building down. Like I, I can't stop. You. So he made the the like boss of the building fly out of the top and start fighting us. But he was like, "Yep, you just subverted that whole dungeon <laughs> I had planned. Thank you." <laughs> You're right. I uh, didn't want to pl- play that. <laughs> as a player, I love doing that mm-hmm. in the DM. But as a DM, I hate it <laughs> when the players do that. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's funny, um, and I'll share mine too. I have one as a DM, as one as a player, mm-hmm. and it happened with Draco. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was in the Lost Mine again, and I, have, I played a Chaos Sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Well, he he rolled a one um, as he was like trying to sneak in the little river to get into the cave. Mm-hmm. You know, well, he rolled a one, casting Ray of Frost. When the DM said, yeah, I'm going to let you hit, but it's going to freeze the river. So there Draco is, Dragonborn, you know, all you see above the water is his head. (laughs) Where our big barbarian who goes around wearing nothing but a wolf's head as a loincloth. That is a power move. (laughs) Steps onto the ice. Fails a dexterity check, obviously, <laughs> yeah. and then proceeds to teabag poor Draco, <laughs> who cannot move or do anything else. Oh, man. And that memory has stuck with me since the first session I was ever in. It may have been the second one, yeah. but, you know, so years ago. And the one as a um, DM, I'm not sure if y'all heard about the windmill incident from the Curse of Strahd campaign. I don't think so. No. It, it, it's, it's legend in the Knights of the Braille. <laughs> I'm one that will do devious traps, but yet I will throw in easy, you know, options as well to keep the players all, you know, off kilter. Yeah. Well, they go to this windmill that's dilapidated, getting ready to fall down. Two of their members go in, you know, to try to save the kids. The other two on the outside decide that, hey, let's knock down the windmill. That'll help everybody out. Yeah, for sure. And they they cast Acid Splash on the, like, the strongest part of Mm -hmm. the windmill base. Then cast Magic Missile on the weakened spot. And other two, um, one was the NPC whose intelligence, I think, was a three um, <laughs> that I had made to go with the party, you know, mm-hmm. said, you want me to help you push it? And the other um, sorcerer was like, yeah, let's push it together. <laughs> they proceed to push it. The windmill falls down, killing the two child hostages inside, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the three hags inside, as well as their two party members, <laughs> you know, and... Yep. I mean, everybody was laughing except for Jesse, who was like in awe, and like, I can't believe you you did that. I didn't. You did. Yeah. <laughs> what you you? Know? I did it. And, you pushed uh, the windmill over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he was the one that wanted to push it. And he said, well, how else was we supposed to get in? I said, open the door. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's all they had to do was walk in yeah. and, and open the door. Yeah. yeah. And those have just... They they stick with you, you know, and I, I love making me- game memories like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's so great. It is, you know, and it's so fun to be able to talk about them, you know, here and there with friends and, and do like the, the whole remind thing, yeah. you know. 
Um, but how, let's uh, try to get through the rest of these 25,000 questions, you know. <laughs> nah, uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> how did uh, you two find out about Knights of the Braille? I definitely found out from Alex, but I have no idea how. Like, could have been he was looking for stuff on Twitter. I think I first saw it on Twitter, and then I looked into it more. Um, so I think I just scrolling through Twitter one day and saw an account called Knights of the Braille and I was like, what is this? That sounds interesting to a blind person, you know, like myself. And so I looked into it a little more and I think that's kind of a short and sweet story, but that's <laughs> I think that's how it happened. So we were just looking on Twitter and then, like you said, last year on for the Everyone Games event we had the chance to talk with uh, Jim and Phil, who were both involved as well, so got you know a little more um i don't know i don't know what the word is a little background yeah 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 so uh notice everybody there that they had jim and phil on and richard was just like left in the dark yeah. or most likely in the corner yeah. you know uh, yeah. no we had you on the recording we just muted your track i believe is what happened right uh, <laughs> no yeah like i tried to do that to jesse but you know he knows how to unmute and oh man it just it just doesn't work <laughs> dang it um but is there any other like game that y'all would like to try to play like i know um i've run a star wars 5e game which is a lot of fun but as we were talking about earlier you know i have a ton of games in that uh in that game folder that I'd love to try to play or run, mm -hmm. but what about uh, what about the two of y'all? You want to start? Sure. So I want to try and do another superhero game. So I enjoyed Mutants and Masterminds. It got to be a superhero for a little bit, but like I said, that was only four or five sessions, and then it kind of petered out. So I think that would be a lot of fun. So I've really like to do another superhero one and then another game that we just talked with uh jacob wood from survival of the able or he's the creator of survivor yes. of the able and that's another one i'm really interested in. want to try to play that one those are my two quinn what do you got so we backed coyote and crow on kickstarter that is the oh, yeah. the game that is uh by an all-native group of creators, and it's set in a near future where the Americas were never colonized. Mm. And there's... So it's it's like fantasy and sci-fi. Like, a meteor hit the Earth and made some sort of magical thing happen so that after a few hundred years, like, people like and animals and plants started, like, having access to this magic and stuff. And... It seems really cool, and I've been, you know, looking forward to learning more about it, and I've actually just started reading the book, and I've read the first, I think, four chapters now, because I'm going through, but it is, it's a big book. This one is almost 500 pages. Oh, man. But <laughs> I will also say that this book, it is, like, if you think about D&D, &D, how they have, like, the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Player's Handbook are separate. Like, mm -hmm. this is, like, a combined thing, and it also, like, starts with, like, here's how you role-play. Okay. All right, so maybe right. it's not so bad. Yeah, and, like, here's how to be a good player, be a good, like, basically, like, game master, whatever. 
and like here's some tips and then starting through and like here's history of the world so we've got like some lore there mm-hmm. and then right i love i love lore and history yeah. of of stuff um but speaking about um survive survival of the able i always call it the wrong name <laughs> um I have actually played that with Jacob running it not too long after he released the first edition, I think. Okay. Uh, and, you know, it is, it is so fun. It, it really is. I, uh, yeah, Quinn's also I, um, played it. Yeah, it's I played it me. with, I played it with <laughs> Jacob um, earlier this year. We played the, like, the one shot that is in the book that he's yeah. publishing from the funds from his own Kickstarter. Yes. Um, I, I, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but I played a, a mute, which, you know, brings a lot of respect for the other, you know, disabilities out there mm-hmm. because you're, you know, you're trying to focus in on that. Like, well, how do I convey that? You know, I know how I want right. to, but I can't, I can't say it. Yeah. You know, and pretty much the only sign language I know is the, uh, the middle finger or the <laughs> California howdy, you know, and, and that, that don't always work when trying to convey something. I don't even know but, uh, it, official it, sign language. <laughs> well, you need to come down to Georgia because right. everybody knows it. Oh, I mean, you know? everyone knows it. I'm just saying, I don't think it's, it's ASL. It's official. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is down here. You know, it's in the redneck oh, book excellent. of sign language. In fact, there's only one page in that book, and and that's the that's the one. Um, but when it comes to games, everybody differs about this. How do y'all feel about music? Do you prefer like music, ambience, or or nothing at all? So, low music is okay for me if there aren't words, because otherwise I'm gonna start focusing on, like, trying to figure out what the lyrics are. Yeah. But usually I don't want anything in the background and this is especially true if i'm like listening to an actual play i'd prefer there just to be the sounds of the playing like i don't want like ambient sound or like music added in usually i'm just like just just give me it's cool i don't i don't i don't really like that other stuff i'm not here for a radio drama right yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan when the podcasts like add in sound effects. I'm like, that's too much work. You're doing too much work. But I do like an ambient music. I think we don't normally play with one, but I like. I've listened to Critical Role, and I think that I like the way Matt Mercer does it. But you know, he is a yeah. very ex like an excellent DM. So I know that it's hard to manage a game of people, let alone yeah. you know. Andy's just got, running like, the game. Help with like a production team. Yeah, so I'm yeah, not. Yeah, something I don't have. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> work on that, Richard. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Get on that. Yeah. See, they want they, they want money, and oh, okay. Richard is like, no. <laughs> No, you, know, you spent too much get what on they these get. other books, so you don't have money left. It, <laughs> I can give exactly. you a book. How does that sound? <laughs> that and cruises. Uh, that, that, I that's the bane. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Um, and this is a really easy question, but I, I've noticed this a, no, a lot more lately. Do y'all prefer to play like with your computer or like your smart device? Uh, so I think Quinn's a paper, right? I'm a mix. Your... Okay. A mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like both. So Quinn's one of those people I can see, you know. 
I yes, I <laughs> yeah, one of those sighties. Yeah. Yes, I I am sighties. a sighted person. So I do a mix between like pen and paper and my computer or tablet. Like I recently made an Excel spreadsheet to keep track of my inventory because I kept forgetting what I'd written down in my notebook. <laughs> but like for health and stuff, I like to have a little note card that I can quickly update. Um. I've, I've noticed that with people who can see that they prefer to write it down. Like most of the old school players yeah. seem to do that. And it is fun to like roll actual dice. But we've also played like yeah. when we started playing, like we started playing virtually. So that right. was all on devices, anyways. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I. So I bring my laptop to the game, and that's where I put my character sheet just because with. Me, I'm a slow typer on my phone or like an iPad. It's a it's uh-huh. slow to type, but if I and I I pick up random crap all the time, Richard. <laughs> That's my biggest issue because I've tried using like the Fight Club Five app, which is pretty good. Once you get the character set up, it's kind of a pain to get the character set up. But then if uh-huh. you pick up like let's say, oh I I pick up this uh lizard heart from a wyvern or whatever. You know, a, a wyvern heart. Okay, that's not going to be in the 5e Fight Club app, like, uh, inventory list. They don't have a wyvern heart in there. So you got to add your right. own and figure out the weight. So I'm like, nah, I'll just keep track of it on my computer. So I have a, yeah. I have a system that I've kind of made for myself that works well. And I have, I, I call it my cheat sheet. So I have, like, the main character sheet with all the info and the inventory and stuff, and then at the bottom I put a little cheat sheet, which is like, oh, I got this much health out of this much health. I have this many spell slots out of this many spell slots, and then I have like any yes. abilities I have that I'm like, oh, this might trigger. So like you know, I, or if you had like relentless endurance or something, and like just mark that off as like, oh, I have one left. Or, yeah, that's yeah, so. that's like the stuff that I have on my note cards too. Yeah, so I basically have a note card. It's just digital because yeah. I'm visually impaired. So yeah. that's like me. I'll I'll create like my character on D and D Beyond, but I'll usually make a word pad mm-hmm. of it as well. Like basically the highlights, and because I can update it a lot quicker yeah. than yeah. trying to go through and edit it. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of old school in that way. I'm I'm using uh, basically a, just a text editor. It's called LaTeX, but it's like it's, it's supposed to be made for um, like making ma- pretty math PDFs. But in like the the format I'm using is before you actually compile it and make the pretty PDF. It, he's just using a, a glorified Notepad text pad, yep. just basic text. <laughs> I'm, I'm using a Notepad, but it has extra features that I'm not using for yeah. at least for my D and D character sheets. I do use it for uh. other things, like because I am. Uh, experience with math. I know how to make pretty math papers for people, but <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Um, so, which do y'all prefer? Do you prefer like role playing or or like going in and hitting things and fighting? <laughs> I'm interested to see what Quinn says because I, uh, I'm not sure. But for <laughs> me, I'm going to answer quick before her. I, I'm a big role play person. I love the role play aspect. I enjoy combat as well, but I'm like, I if you know if we subvert a uh, combat by doing some good role playing, I'm okay with that too. 
So I'm always about role playing. You know, I like to get into character and do the weird quirks or whatever and try to just have fun with it and see where it goes. Yeah, so I like combat much more than Alex. I like it when it's interesting and has unique elements. Like maybe you've got an interesting like battlefield that has some sort of features that are making it difficult or challenging. Um and it doesn't drag on. Like, if you're spending, like, five rounds in a row, like, you can't hit anything. Like, you just keep missing and stuff. That's really frustrating and annoying. <laughs> yeah. So, I think I prefer role-playing, actually. But only when I don't necessarily have to be the one to initiate it. Because I can find it hard to, like, come up with a role-play beat and like actually start a thing but when someone else starts it then I can be like okay this is how my character would react in this situation and do that and my favorite moments in all the games that I've played are when they're funny role or interesting but mostly funny role playing encounters with NPCs mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, I... luckily for you Go Glenn, ahead. I'm, I'm there to uh, engage and exactly he's there he will always things. engage yeah <laughs> we should hide from this. Pr- no, 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 no. Alex is going to walk in. So it was funny. We played a session like a month or two ago in our game that Quinn and I are in. But Quinn was uh, not able to come. And neither were. So we have six players normally. I'm so but- mad I missed this session. And then, well, so we're kind of down to five because one's in school and she's not really able to play right now. But it's just the three of us. And it was me and my well, warlock. Well, three and the DM. Oh, yeah. My warlock um, and then our cleric and our wizard. And both the cleric and wizard are wearing heavy armor and they're clanging around. And we're, like, going towards this cave in the mountains. And they're like, do you want to try to sneak? And I'm like, I mean, we could try, but... And they're like, no, we don't want to. So they're just clanging down the path. <laughs> and we encountered, like, three different things in this session. And every time they're like, oh, let's just go say hi. And none of those times did we end up fighting. So I was like, my character's like, oh, yeah, I guess if we just make this wizard go say hi to people, it'll work out. So <laughs> it was really funny because there was, like, a encounter with some kobolds. And there was, a, I think, like an ice hag. But we just talked to them, and, like, we didn't get into any fights, and it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I can go either way. I I think I prefer more or less the role-playing. You know, I try to get out of battle because it usually drags on Mm -hmm. for a long time. Especially when people, oh, well, let me add up this and this modifier, and, oh, when I get this bonus. Yeah. You know, you know, what really helps so, make it faster is just forget all the cool features you have. Like me, I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, I shouldn't have gone down back there. I had, like, a relentless endurance. I totally forgot I had that. Or did you yeah. remember I had this thing? Because I sure didn't. Uh, <laughs> Put it on my like, note card. You it know, didn't exist. <laughs> you know, like a barbarian, I think it's at fifth level. You know, you get the extra attack where you're mm-hmm. so used to just getting the one attack. You're like, oh, that's me. it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know, hey guys, I had two attacks. Like, I think our group is pretty good though. About like, if you miss something, just kind of be like, eh, oh well, and I'll get it next time, and just keep going. Because I, I think it takes away from the narrative when you're like, oh, I want to go back and 
add this thing or whatever. Or if you're like, oh, I forgot yeah. two damage, or like I forgot my rage damage, the DM will be like, all right, I'll add it, whatever. Like yeah. you know, we're pretty good about like just keep moving the combat, yeah. and if you forgot something, we'll either say, oh well, or we'll try to sneak it in if we can. Yeah, like I'm notorious for uh, doing that when I am a DM. I'm like. I forgot about legendary actions or, oh, I forgot <laughs> oh about gosh, this breath yes. weapon. Like we had this, I had this big, like it was the final fight for my campaign. Like I was wrapping it up and they were fighting some dragons and I just was like, oh, I forgot to do all this stuff. This fight would have been harder, but you guys are killing it right now. And I'm like, oh crap. Whoops. Oh, well, whatever. Didn't do any legendary yep. resistances or actions. Nothing. She was like, oh, well. Yep. I did the breath weapon. I did the breath weapon. What did you want? Yeah. The one that I forget, I mean, I remember the legendary actions, but I always forget the breath weapon. I'll use it and then forget to roll to see if I get to use it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, ah. Like, let me roll like 16 times to see which one, you know, if I ever get it back. (laughs) But, you know, it's, but it's all about having fun. And in fact, like I tell everybody, that is my number one rule for the tables that I run is you got to have fun. It's You know, if you're not having fun, we need to figure out something. Yeah, right. it's a pretty good rule to live by, I think, for gaming. Right, it's, at the end of the day, it's a game. Yeah. So we're doing it to right. have fun. And, and yeah, I think a lot of people forget that it's a game. Right. You know, you get uh, what I call rules Nazis or mm-hmm. rules lawyers yeah. and... And I'm not saying that I don't like them because they do help out because there's no way you can remember each and every rule. I don't know how they do it, but they seem to, you know, but I'm all about the rule of cool. And if you can convince me why your character can do it, Mm -hmm. go ahead. I don't care what the rule book says, you know, but I want people to have fun. This episode is brought to you by the Knights of the Braille and is made possible through the support of viewers such as you. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to get all of the latest information and episodes. Thank you. Welcome, everyone, to this exclusive one-shot, The Dungeon Daddy's Disciples. Kicking off the Dicehead Revolution, T and Cleves of the Seesaw Podcast. Chad Michael Bowden of Hindsight is 20 slash 200. Andrew DM Richard from Night to the Bridge. Over the course of the series, join Brago, MP, and Grog as they find themselves in an eerie seaside town with no way to get home. Do they have the strength to overcome the trials that the Dungeon Daddy has in store? Let the dice decide.